Welcome back to the iFlow Radio Podcast. This is David. I'm here with Dustin Rhodes, and I'm excited to have Dustin here. We're doing a take two because I had a full memory card on my recorder, and now I don't, so hopefully we should be all right. Before we get started, we are sponsored by the Mental Arts Network. You can check them out at the Mental Arts or www.mentalartsnetwork.com iFloat is a member of that association of float centers that provide classes for people interested in using floating as a tool for understanding thought. We teach classes on John C. Lilly's programming and metaprogramming, ranging from an introductory two-day course to one-on-one work, as well as a 10-week course on program theory and application based on John Lilly's programming and metaprogramming and the human biocomputer. And it's a great website and a great series of courses for people who are interested in understanding the mind and developing their tool of communication and also for people who are interested in running float centers. We provide really good training for people learning to facilitate float centers. And now we'll, we'll get started. So Dustin, talk a little bit about the Castaneda books because we did bring that up before as, as you were starting off. And can you go back to what you were saying about your jiu-jitsu teacher and yeah, my jiu-jitsu instructor um, had read Carlos Castaneda and uh, is, a, is a very big fan of his work. And he was talking to me about um, some of the books that he had read and, and uh, just some of the quotes from these books that had really uh, kind of affected his outlook on life. And so I started reading them and... I was really enjoying the, the part thing that we were talking about earlier was I was really enjoying reading the books. So then I decided in my infinite wisdom to Google uh, Carlos Castaneda and then there were uh, several, uh, I will say air quotes, legitimate sources saying that, you know, the stories which he uh, posed as truth of him working with a shaman were not the truth and that really dissuaded me from the enjoyment that I was having with the books I, I, I guess if that's the right word and so we were talking about trying to figure out or we were starting to talk about well, why does that matter there are several books that aren't you know true and I enjoy them just as much but why did this which I had thought was true and then found out not change my perspective on the stories itself and not only I guess the stories themselves but the meaning that I could potentially take and then use to benefit myself why does that why does that make a difference or why were the lessons less valuable with them not being from a true story yeah I remember reading his book it was quite quite a while back when I read the first book that he ever wrote and it was probably about 15 years ago and I found it really helpful because I had started studying shamanic work back then and it definitely opened up my eyes to a different way of looking at the world and I, I do think that that's, that's useful to, to just look at it and be like well maybe there are parts of this that were true parts of it that weren't true I was in a presentation a few weeks back where this guy was saying something along the lines of they, he said he made this statement which was something like 
like 80, 82% of facts are made up. <laughs> you know? And he was, he was joking about some, some statistic, but the, having trained in science, I am aware that there's a strong bias, even in, in the field of science, where people are fudging things and making things up. And, and so to read a book which, which may have threads of things that are true and threads of things that aren't is, is it's good to get in this place of saying, well, in some ways it doesn't matter how much of it is true or not true because, because I can apply or use some of the ideas in my own life, which I know is true because I'm leading my life. And I can say, okay, maybe this, this idea or that idea could be applied in my life and these other things that maybe don't work so well, I don't have to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, it's just a very interesting thing. Like, I, I think that um, one of the things that I, that in my, I guess, life is uh, truth, you know, or, or honesty, I think are, you know, I've been doing martial arts for, however long and those are almost like you know the staples of of the things i teach the kids in my class like asking an eight-year-old what does it mean to be honest what is the truth you know what is this what is that and so for some reason i found I, maybe it's just a personal thing where i was like oh like if he had never if he had never posed it to you know to be the truth if it was just i'm a storyteller and this is a story about a fictional person, then uh, I wouldn't have the feelings that I have. So it's very interesting. Like, there's a um, my wife had these. Uh, I don't know. She went to a yoga teacher training. They had these little cards, and one of them said, "There are many ways to react to the same thing." So, uh, you know, growing up in New England and living in New England and driving in New England, I thought this to be very fitting to put on the dashboard of my car <laughs> because I drive a lot. So remember to <laughs> freak out on people when they don't know how to drive <laughs> or they don't know how to drive as well as I perceive they should. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is that even the reviews that you read, which say this isn't true, may also not be true. And, and, and people who are quote unquote legitimate aren't necessarily legitimate because I know that of a guy who has studied shamanism for a long time and taught it and, and knew Castaneda and in and, 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 had uh, some sources indicating that it was true and so in some ways again it's it's there's so much complexity to people and to what we read on the internet and there are agendas and things like that too and and maybe maybe it wasn't real but increasingly like people who it's like i'm trying to remember back when i was teaching biology this was probably around 2003, 2004, I think. There, there was some scientist, I, I don't know which country it was in, so I don't want to say. It may have been Korea or Japan, where they said that they had cloned the first, I think it was something, what was the first human cells or something. It was a big breakthrough in cloning. And it, and it was even, I think, maybe in one of the major science journals like Science or Nature. And it turned out like a year or two later that they made it up. And, and, and they were published in you know, a very reputable uh, thing that had 
it takes a long time to get published right. in something like that. And so they fudged it. And so it's it, having done a lot of training and read a lot about those things, it's what I, what I, the way I approach a lot of things is to treat things like as though they may be true, but also recognize that parts of them may not be true. But I think, you know, the real important thing is how it applies in our life. And, and on that note, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about your experiences here uh, with floating because that's something that I think you have applied in your life. Well, yeah, I think that um, I, I definitely have. Um, I was uh, floating pretty regularly before my adult, my wife was pregnant and uh, maybe up until about she was uh, five or six months pregnant. And then I was actually floating and I, the thought was, uh, you need to be home. <laughs> So I actually had to take a little bit of a uh, a break. It was an interesting time. Yeah. I remember the, the the first, I think it was the first time you came or it was the second time you came. And then the series of floats that you did after that. And what I remember, one of the things I remember most of all was that the act of floating consistently the way that you did it during that period seemed to relax you enough where you actually allowed yourself to be tired yeah i work a lot i think that we all work a lot so well you work a lot because what what are your what are your two um, two jobs essentially yeah i work as an electrical engineer during the day and then um my passion or job uh outside of that is um running my own jiu-jitsu studio and and growing that which requires you know, a couple hours of driving every week and maybe about 15 or maybe 20 hours at the school. So I work, I work a good amount every week and, and you get into, uh, I was very much in the habit of this is my routine. This is what needs to be done. We're going to do this. There's no, there's no getting off the train. Like once you start, you're going and you're on a mission. And, um, you know, I think like anyone who has something that they're working towards can kind of uh, understand that feeling. So it was, I needed something that was going to, well, the reason I came here was actually just because I wanted to be better at jujitsu and I had uh, been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and he had talked about floating and I was like, oh, he's floating and he does jujitsu and he's saying all these great things about it. So um, this is the same reason I started my meditation practice actually was because just all oh, to help me with my jujitsu. And then the things that I do to help me with my jujitsu tend to spill over and help me with every other aspect of my life anyway. So the, the interesting thing was it's, it's like I observed a transition in you because, and I see this in other people where they're, they're so wound up that when they start floating, they sometimes experience tiredness. And I remember you telling me how you, needed to sleep a lot more after you started coming here that it was almost like you couldn't keep the exhaustion away anymore which which oddly enough i would think by you having to actually sleep more which means that your body needed more rest than you were giving it prob i would think that that would have improved your jujitsu somehow i don't know um yeah my jujitsu felt great when i was when i was floating i mean it feels good now but like I'll take a, a well, uh, jiu-jitsu is like a weird, a weird martial art where it's um, 
you have to be in the now to be able to be successful because if you're thinking about if you're thinking about you're doing your taxes while some guy's trying to sit on you and choke you you're not going to really you're not setting yourself up for success so you have to be paying attention to what's going on but it also requires uh, long-term diligent and repetitive training in order to put yourself I guess where you want to be right to where you can react in a timely manner to the things that are happening um, so I think that it mirrors my experience in floating um, when you first come in it's almost like it's a it's very it's very challenging to you to relax at first because you are just sitting there watching your brain go a million miles a minute which is oddly enough the very first thing that you know you're told in jiu-jitsu is oh you need to relax because you're someone's coming at you and you're flexing every muscle in your entire body to stop this thing that's happening and you can't stop it and then all of a sudden you're exhausted and then you're like and then you can't, you know, and then it's and it just goes downhill from there. Was well, maybe not in exactly mirrors floating because it's, I wouldn't say it went downhill from there, but you do see that. Oh, my brain's not relaxing. I'm watching my brain not relax. Okay, this is an interesting experience. And then after maybe three or four floats, uh, I was floating, I believe, weekly. Uh, after about a month, I was able to just kind of come in and. I wasn't listening to my brain as much. And I think that's the thing that helped my jujitsu is like, um, to get back to your, I guess your observation or your hypothesis that would help my jujitsu is that I think that in jujitsu, what I found is that your emotions and your thoughts about things are actually a filter, right? So in jujitsu, as much as anything else, you're not reacting to the truth you're reacting to your feelings about the truth. So that in something like a self-defense situation or just sparring in jiu-jitsu can have a huge effect on the outcome because you're reacting to your you're reacting to your own emotions, not reacting to what the other guy is doing, right? So by kind of being able to slow everything down in your mind and say, okay, he's doing this and not, oh my God, he's doing this. I have to do this. You're able to make uh, better decisions and making those better decisions over the course of, you know, whether it's like a five minute match or whether it's running a business or whether it's going to a job interview, whatever it may be, tend to make a more positive like the end result is more positive I guess is what I'm trying to say does that make sense well yeah because I also observed you wrestling with a lot of different things over the over the course of that time because you were doing a lot and now you come more intermittently but but I definitely have seen both during that intense time where you were doing a lot of floating and and even now like every time I see you Oddly enough, like you seem to be increasingly more at peace than you were at that time, and yeah, I remember even you talked about your body used to like really like shake a lot, 
uh, when you first started floating, which is normal actually. And it still happens to me because when we have tensions, we store them in the body a lot. And so when we, when we float, we get to that really slowed down brainwave frequency. We can't hold on to the tensions and our body will shake. And so particularly people who are newer to floating, if they have a lot of tension, which, which most people do, there is that, that, that shaking out, so to speak, of tension both physically and, and mentally. But, but yeah, definitely I, I've seen you, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's really interesting. It's not, it's, not, it's not like you've resolved all these things because of floating, but it's been interesting to, to observe that uh, in you. Yeah, I know that happened today where um, I couldn't tell if it was like tender or I'd done a lot of sit-ups today. My my stomach muscles were were tensing while I was while I was floating and then they and then they they stopped they they had relaxed but that's actually something that's happened to me um, in meditation too where like I'll start to shake and I think it's um, we're not used to being still at least I'm not used to being still and I don't think unless you floated you're ever as you've never I mean where else in the, in the in the world are you that disconnected from everything else but that connected to your you know so you're disconnected from everything that's sensory obviously it's that you know sensory memory, but you're also very much connected to your to your thoughts and and uh, what's going on in your mind so it's uh you know there's no there's no real experience like that so, so it's like you, yeah you relax and and but i think that floating was um the thing that uh, was like maybe a catalyst for me to make some important changes or at least be attempting to make doing the things that I, I want to be doing for myself um, you know since uh, when my uh, when I wasn't able to come down here as much because my wife was, was pregnant and my daughter was first born um, you know I decided that I was going to meditate every day you know and um, which I, I, I still am doing uh, and I think that you know, just that, just coming here and then saying, okay, you need to take the time for yourself. You have all these things going on, but, you know, you're, you know, to be able to help the people around us and we need to be able to take care of ourselves, you know, so that's why I started meditation and that's why I'm here, you know, now is because if I'm coming unhinged then what good am I going to be to help my students or my family or be able to function at work you know um, so it's it's just taking the time to to slow down and um, make sure that like I said you know like to reference it back to earlier to make sure that I'm making decisions that are based you know based on the facts, not based on me being too high strung or based on me being too tired or based on me having a bad day in the office, you know, and it's, um, and then to be kind of, I don't know, more present, you know, that's the, that's the idea and that's the thing that's helped me with everything, my martial arts and, um, you know, since the last time I was here, I got a new job, you know, um, a job that I find to be more fitting and more 
it paid, you know, would kind of in sync with who I am and uh, much happier. So it's, uh, I don't know, being in the now, making the right decisions, letting, letting the things happen that should be happening, you know, and, and going from there. So that's great. Yeah. And no, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's neat to see people, uh, progressing in their life and, and to be using floating as a tool for that. And, uh, and some of the, some of the things that we've, uh, talked about uh, recently are the this idea of like of of discipline uh, when floating uh, or when doing uh, jujitsu or whatever this idea of like of you know what I'm observing in you now is that you're you're no longer wrestling with these like basic things of like how am I going to manage my time what am I going to do and all these different things you're now uh, focusing more on like how can I raise almost like keep the, the these standards in my in my center? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that if you if you'd like? Because I think it's interesting how that's progressed uh, from from this basic thing of self care to this place where you're like okay I really want to like keep a certain level or standard in my in my center. Yeah, I mean there are. I guess it's like, you know, there are things that I'm trying to accomplish in my day-to-day life or my long-term goals. So to me, it's important that I keep working towards those things at a pace that's um, long-term manageable. So like we all have you know, the things that we want to do for our own success. And, and I think that's what you're talking about. Like my, I think that my standards, I think that everyone thinks that their standards for themselves is, is high. You know, whether or not that's true or not is is yet to be seen. But my standards are, are I want to get a lot done. So how do I get it done without going insane? <laughs> And that's, I think, you know, so it's like, okay, I need to be, you know, working on my school's website. I need to be able to, you know, go and teach a good class. I need to understand, you know, I need to continue my understanding of, you know, jujitsu theoretically. I need to be able to, you know, improve myself on the mat, you know, and train my students. I need to be able to be well rested so that when I go to work in the morning, I can perform and, you know, I need to be in a good place when I go home so that I can, you know, be, you know, a good dad. And, and, um, and so it's, how do you, how do you do it all and be able to maintain it? I think that's I think that's the thing so for me it's actually it's not to not do the things that I'm doing it's just to to understand that I can't necessarily do as much as I would like to do so one of the things that my people would say is like well are you are you going to do your business full-time are you going to do your business full-time I hear that a lot and um I mostly hear it a lot from people who don't own a business (laughs) and um yeah, I just don't think it's right for me right now. I, I I enjoy I enjoy the freedom from stress that having a diversified income provides, and knowing that I can run my school the way I want to run it. Yeah, I mean, for sure, that's something that you really wrestled with. 
probably a year, year and a half, or two years ago, I'm not sure when, but uh, it's neat to see that, that that's something that you've resolved. Yeah, I mean, what... For I mean, now. Yeah, I. it's always tough for me, because it's like things... I don't, I don't know if anyone tends to solve their problems linearly, like, I'm going to solve this problem, and then this problem, and this problem. It's more like, what should I do about this? Okay, this feels right for right now. And then in like a couple months, I'll probably, you know, or a year, maybe the same question comes up again. And like, like I want to eat healthy. You know, this is my example, kind of off subject. But like, I want to eat healthy. So, I, you know, I buy kale and apples and I eat apples. But I was really hungry on the way down here after I worked out. So I got some chicken nuggets. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but nice. you know what? Like, they're delicious. And uh, <laughs> I, was exactly. very, I was very happy with the decision. So... Yeah, I think that that's really important is to be able to, to not live live in any roles. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I feel, I just feel more, I guess, at, I guess at peace with, you know, this is what I'm doing and, and I don't know, it just feels like the right decision. And I, 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 yeah, I feel like I'm not in a place where I'm like, oh, should I do this? Or, oh, should I do that? Or, oh, should I do this? We're actually not doing anything. You're just sitting there thinking about all the things that you should or shouldn't be doing. You know, I, so I take that time and put it to something more, more productive. Good. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad, glad to see that. But uh, All right, well, uh, anything else you would share with people about your experiences here or anything? Uh, what's the name of your, your school? Uh, the name of my school is uh, Crossroads Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's in Waterford, Connecticut, and the website's www.crossroadsbjj.com and um, uh, my experience here have been nothing but positive and um, the nice thing about it is that uh, the nice thing about iFloat is that wherever your stress level is there's always someone here to listen to what you have to say which is I think equally as uh, beneficial as the floating experience itself um Oftentimes I'll come here and have a conversation with David before or after or both about, you know, just what's going on uh, with me. And there are very few places that I've been to or that I can even name um, where you come in and have an, an, you just feel, I guess the feeling is of being welcome. Um, And so I, for anybody who's curious about, about, floating or, or just about finding a way to relax I would definitely recommend coming down and checking it out thanks I appreciate that and and thank you to everybody for listening to the this podcast and you can leave a review of the iFlow radio podcast on iTunes so please do that and we'll see you at the next version or episode of, of the iFlow radio podcast have a great day everybody
This has been a DSCT.TV production.